Yeah. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> All right, let's just get into it. How is the week going? Who are you asking? <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You know, excited to get a new episode out. <laughs> oh, you're more than excited. I know you've been waiting so long for this. So, anyway. so are our listeners. Our listeners, our five listeners <laughs> from, from <laughs> YouTube and Spotify now. Okay, we're oh, going okay, to Spotify. Girl. Yeah. Damn, how'd you get on Spotify though? Yeah, there's a link down below. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you can listen while you are driving on the road at our shenanigans. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell tell you how I got onto Spotify one day when I get famous i will make a separate youtube video teaching you mm -hmm, when you oh. get famous yeah i will make a course oh my <laughs> gonna be one of those <laughs> let's provide some value shall we can we talk about um some of your hobbies that you're into okay go well so yeah i know you've been into investments how did you get into that oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so um at first i was more into tesla than into investing i mean i was into invest i was into tesla first before investing and the story of tesla just intrigued me but how did you hear about it like uh, the first time i heard about it was from my cousin which who i have a chinese podcast with Go check it out. No, I'm joking. Right, just plugging everything in in the beginning. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You guys are probably not talented enough to know Mandarin. Whoa. But uh, <laughs> just joking. But so we're going to edit that post. No, no, no. This is authentic podcast. There's no editing. Okay. One but, take uh, session. Yeah, I was just having a conversation with him one day in the car, I think back in maybe 2014 or something. And then he just told me this, there was this electric car company that they took the battery from laptop, literally taking the battery out of the laptops and cell phones and make an electric car with it. And mm -hmm. the sound is so crazy. I couldn't believe it. So I look it up and then not much happened in that couple of years from like 2014 to 16 but then they released the model x and at that time i wasn't sure if they were able to make it yet but then you know elon musk he talks big <laughs> when i hear him you know brag about all the features and all these things it got me interested i was like i don't know if they're going to be able to make this but if they were this company is going to be big and it's quite interesting because they piece together batteries from cell phones and laptops and made this car. And it's a guy who's never made car before. And he's trying to make a car. He says it's faster than the Ferrari, but takes more people than the SUV and like all these crazy things. And yeah. um, so I just started following the company itself and but did, you, did you know Elon Musk though before this electric car stuff? No. Okay. So yeah. it's a, he was a, just a new figure to you. You're just like, okay, great. Who is this guy? 
like you looked more into him or like how did you try someone so random who are like who's like making big you know big statements and big comments on what he's going to do well in the beginning i didn't even look him look him up or was interested in him it would just be like the kind of the equivalent when iphone was first released people would talk about how you can just touch the screen and things will happen they don't talk about who uh, steve jobs was type of yeah. thing and people were just like oh apple this this is a touch screen phone and it's a smartphone and you just get kind of gravitated toward that it's kind of like that when i hear about this electric car and touch screen it's going to do all these things i was more gravitated toward the company and i didn't know who elon musk was and i didn't think it, it mattered that much and then as i followed the company along over time because of all the news outlets and like basically when i follow it i watch youtube videos i watch news and stuff people talk about elon musk a lot they bring him up even till yeah. today they don't ask as many questions about a company, about the technology. They ask about his life. When he started dating, people like go yeah. crazy about it. When he sent a tweet, when the company itself has a huge break breakthrough, nobody cares. So that's how I started. I think, I don't remember exactly, but I think because everyone else who I had, had to do research on, uh, like the source of my research for the company, everybody was talking about Elon Musk. So that's how I slowly got to know Elon Musk over time. And also about the stock, because everyone who was talking about Elon Musk, they also were talking about the stock all the time. So that's how you really got into investing was because of him, like, and the company and the stocks were you like okay like this is a new thing like I want to get into it or like what's your background on technology and cars then like are you a car person like how did that you know no no I've never been a car person but that's actually pretty common which back then I thought was a good sign for the company is most of the people who are interested in Tesla actually are not car persons during that time, uh, all the car persons hated Tesla, including big figures like Joe Rogan. He publicly was like, oh, I just like the gear shifting, the, the, the engine revving, yeah. you know, the old school stuff. And I just can't imagine myself driving in a car that's quiet and like you don't have the feeling of, of a good engineering, engineered car. So back then, all the people who are passionate about cars actually don't like tesla hmm. and most people are like the soccer moms and the the nerds the you know the people who never into cars and or, or very interested that got into it but that's why i'm i'm like i'm curious like if you weren't a car person you're not really a tech person or like any of that stuff like so you genuinely just, okay, like I'm looking into this thing because I'm interested, like, so you're a business person. Yeah, but um, it just- Normally people would just be like, okay, like this is a cool thing. I want to get into it because it's the new cool thing. And, you know, I just want to be part of that trend. But for you, you looked further into it. Like people who knew about Tesla before 
probably didn't even invest in stock because stocks is a scary thing. People is gambling. They're gambling with stocks. Like you don't know what's going to happen, especially for something so new and innovative, innovative like this, because like, yeah, who does that? Take out a battery from a computer and, or how does one do that? Right. Yeah. I was mostly uh, intrigued by the story itself not the business not the technology not elon musk mm. because back then i didn't know business either like i was always interested in business but i didn't know much about business i know i knew nothing about cars i knew nothing about um stocks mm. uh, how i got into stocks is because everybody kept talking about stocks over time yeah. When I first heard about Tesla, it was probably I, 2014 or something. And by the time I started looking into stocks was probably like 2017, 18. Like, it wasn't like, oh, it's, I'm a business person. I look into this and, oh, it's a business idea. It was me following over three years, four years. Every time something happens with the car, people talk about the stock. People are like, Oh, Elon Musk did this, the stock tanked. Oh, the, the car, you know, didn't work as well. And this, or this, the stock soared when this car came out. And then I was always like, what does the stock have anything to do with the company? They're always talking about, oh, the stock going up, this company is a success. Hmm. Because me coming from, I don't know if it has anything to do with me coming from China, but in China, stock is not really a big thing. And most of the companies, especially back then when I grew up, was all private. So mm-hmm. how you talk about companies or how you hear about other businesses is like, oh, they're doing this much in sales. Everybody buy their pants and or shoes. And like, this is popping. This is trendy now. Nobody yeah. talk about their stock going up or down. I never understand why that was significant. How can a business be doing well, but then an artificial stock price can change where the company goes? I, I, I never understood that, but I was always, just like everyone else, I was like, ah, I'm not a stock guy. That's, that's for the financial advisors and professionals. And like, there's just no point in looking into it. Yeah. But by the third and fourth year of me following Tesla, it became such a bit, even till today. If you hear other people talk about Tesla, nine times out of 10 is about stock price. Mm-hmm. People don't talk about, they develop a new motor, they develop a new whatever, you know, like the actual business or the car. They talk about, oh, this, you have you heard? You know, Elon Musk tweeted something about the stock <laughs> or the stock went down or up. That just got me curious on why everybody cared about the stock price so much and over time. So then I started looking into it and not with the strong base in stock, but with by that time with a strong base in the knowledge in Tesla. So Tesla as the, the study case, I guess, yeah. uh, helped me to understand what stock was and why people care about it. So you got comfortable in knowing all that information over the years since 2014. That's how you broke into um, purchasing the stock and things like that. But so how was your experience since then purchasing some of the stock and have you 
you know, purchase other stock? Like, what's your experience with investing and doing it on your own? Because that's so rare that for someone who doesn't have, well, not rare nowadays, but even back then, uh, for you to start this on your own, know what risks are involved with purchasing stocks on your own and managing a portfolio by yourself. Well, at that time, I didn't know, first of all. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, that was never the plan. Uh, the plan was never to invest in stocks. The plan was I knew Tesla and I would invest in Tesla. Okay. So and let's start with Tesla then and you're experiencing with just purchasing that one stock. Because then everyone, as we learn through the financial industry, they're like, well, don't put all your eggs in one basket, you know, but you definitely did in the beginning. Yes. And that's, that's how I learned it. Um, backing up a little bit is after I started researching what stock was, um, was probably 2016, 17 or something around there. And I only bought the first time I bought stock was at the end of 2019. So it wasn't just oh, you know, there's a stock thing. Maybe I should buy it. It's me getting familiar with the idea and start researching. I look up Hala, I read books, I watch YouTube videos, both for established people like Warren Buffett and from uh, like retail people who invest in things and but they talk about it on YouTube live, like real time. They, they go on and talk about, oh, the stock went down, that's how I feel, and this is my strategy, and tomorrow, how they change. Yeah. I did, a, I learned a lot. I did a lot of research. And also, during that time, I was going to university, and my major is entrepreneurial leadership. But there are some courses in that where we do a lot of case studies. But, but the way they do it is not, uh, stock analysis, but the, the way they do it is through consulting. So for example, they would give you the history, like real history, not imaginary, like the real history of Costco in the past four years with every, all the information, including who their CEO was and how their compensation was and how they grew and where do they have a store and then ask mm -hmm. us to write a whole essay on what would you recommend Costco to do? Yeah. <clears throat> so that most people don't, don't know that stock is actually not something that's just jump on the screen. Stock is actually ownership in, in the company. When people say, oh, I bought a stock in Costco, they think that just Costco, just a separate name for the stock, but then no, you actually own a part of Costco. Right. And, so and, is that how you felt like you were more connected to it when you purchased? Yeah, and I learned how to analyze a business through university. So like I said, like in 2016 is when I started going to university and then when I heard about Tesla and two when hand in hand, kind of like my, as my knowledge of Tesla grew, how you're supposed to analyze a business grew also with my both my off uh, the course research and the in-course training from like a formal university. 
So then by the end of 2018 and 19, I was like, okay, now I know how to analyze a business, but I'm not confident enough to analyze any business in the world, but I know Tesla enough that I can apply the analysis tools onto Tesla, which I already know uh, without the tools, I already know a lot of information about. And then it's, it was very clear to me that Tesla was a strong business. So you took it more as an opportunity then. It wasn't necessarily like, um, I'm interested in this and I want to take ownership just to take ownership because it like it was a trend. It was, a, you know, the new thing. Um, it was, I guess, two reasons. One is from a logical perspective that um, the most important factor for a stock going up or down over time in long term is its business. And I saw that very clearly Tesla was a strong business based on you know, my offline research, like knowledge about Tesla or my formal training through school. Um, however, I drew that conclusion. And then there was a small part of sentimental reason where I saw how Elon Musk and Tesla was trying to do good for humanity, but they got beat up pretty bad, like yeah. by everybody. I, I'm just, there is a, this is, it's not specific to Tesla, but there's a, clip of Elon Musk on YouTube where he talked about uh, SpaceX. They asked yeah. him, like, there was a previous astronaut who went to space, like Armstrong and all these people, and they said, you're going to fail. How do you feel about it? And he started crying. This is like one of the few times he probably ever cried in his lifetime. And he was like, it really hurts because seeing my heroes who done what I want to do, now I'm trying to like follow their footsteps and trying to do good for humanity. And they seeing them, this is not direct quote, but seeing them shit on me, yeah. you know, like that, it really hurts. And I felt that for him over the three, four years, I see him trying to develop Tesla. Like every day it's, it's negative news. It's people who are well-established saying he's going to fail. And it's the stock price going down. It's all of these things. And like if, if Tesla was not a strong business, I would never invest in it. So that had to be there. But then there's also the 10% of me saying he's creating a future that I'm, I would be proud to live in. And if like, I will be okay standing behind that, even if he fails, like, even if I lost my money, I felt like it would be better than me making money off of, you know, people selling drugs or people selling um, oil or like, you know what I'm saying? Like things that not, not that drugs are definitely bad, but like, like there's a, there's a guy shout out, <laughs> shout out to <laughs> a guy called uh, Hyperchange. He has a YouTube channel. He's pretty, pretty uh, cool person. He invests in a lot of stocks and he always says, you invest in the future you believe in. Yeah. Like, like most people, like stock, the problem with stock, Elon Musk talk about this too, is that you're trying to predict the future, but then you often forget 
when you try to predict the future that you can actually change the future. So it's not that, oh, I put money into Tesla. I, I, because I'm predicting Tesla is going to succeed. They might not, but I want to put in my money behind Tesla to, to say that I want them to succeed. And if I push hard enough, if everybody push hard enough, they might've failed before, like, but in the alternative universe where everybody rally around them, they would have succeeded. And that would mean good things for everybody. When everybody says, oh, Elon Musk is too rich, he doesn't pay taxes. That just doesn't make any sense to me because the taxes he pays, like say 20 billion or whatever it is, you give it to the government, they're gonna spend it within a week. But what what good have they done? Nothing. But Elon Musk, forget about money or not, he's created, he helped us generate sustainable energy and transportation and all of these things. How can you not like celebrate that? How you, how can you not? You're living in a better world than, yeah. than 10 years ago because of him. Just as a, as a simple example, I think this one everybody could agree is that you're better off today with a, with a touchscreen phone than if Nokia had all the money and developed Nokia 1100 or whatever it was. <laughs> so like the ones that flip or yeah like yeah how brick phones so like regardless how rich steve jobs was or was not it doesn't change the fact that your life is 100 times better now that you are able to buy a smartphone for a thousand dollars that you can do you can do anything on including recording youtube videos yeah of course yeah isn't that crazy yeah there's a thing there's a thing um i forgot where i heard this from but they basically said the technology you have in your phone is better than the rocket that went to the moon well that's a big statement i don't even know about rockets so or sure maybe I would or, hope that the, the technology in the rocket would do, you know, has higher no, percentage. Or, I don't know. No, or put Not it percentage. In, what is it called? I'm sorry. Has a higher technology. CPU. <laughs> as, a, as a former Microsoft employee. Oh, goodness. Let's not talk about that. That's We'll edit that post. Thank you. <laughs> no, nah, nah, there's, there's no editor. We can't afford that. Oh, yikes. I'm in trouble. Let's not yeah. talk about my uh, career there. <laughs> but, but if we put it in a different way, is that you have more information on your phone today than the president of the United States had 50 years ago. Yeah, of course. Do you believe that? I believe it. Yeah. I, rem- I still remember the time where I used encyclopedias, believe it or not. I have two full sets <laughs> that um, is collecting dust right now because I don't use it very often. We have the internet and Google can tell me everything that I want, which is great. I'm not complaining. It's just times were different back then. Even just like a decade was different back then. So yeah. having said that and, and having but, said that- But, but my, my whole point is, the decades has gotten better for everybody it's not a given it's not happening by default it's not a you know 
these things happen because of figures like Steve Jobs, Elon Musk exist and they made it better. And whether what they, the money they made was in your pocket or not, your life is better because of them. So yeah, because it went to the right people. Yeah. Um, but we're talking about you making money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Um, how you used that. So you invested in 2018, 2019. Uh, end of 2019. End of 2019. Yeah. I was under the impression that you were even before that. So end of 2019, that's probably Actually, the worst you know what's I'm funny having. about that is what? the first time I invested, you you were there, you knew about it, but you didn't care. No. When yeah. was this? It was the during, first time. It's during practicum. That's why it was end of 2019 when was this what do you mean i didn't care you did this at school yeah no like not to mention any names but then other people from our class knew too and they were making fun of me too don't, you don't remember no yeah we That's were watching so you just did it on your phone yeah on my phone on my laptop while trying to uh finish the school projects and stuff Okay, so this was really the end of school time, like really end of 2019, like October, November, December. Yeah. Wow. Just before the whole world turned around at end of December, early January, basically. Yeah, and I was stressed out about it too. Like like you said, like I always this thought- is more, I This is more mind-blowing to me now because I didn't realize that you were doing this. So yeah. for, for some background or context, we went to the same school. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. we were in the same group. Fortunately for me, unfortunately for Lee. Um, and so everything was happening in the background and you were basically doing, let's not incriminate myself here. So let's not talk about the project. But uh, you were doing a lot of the project back then during that time. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, so let's talk about but that, but, but, how, how did you even just start this then? You talk to your bank and say, I want to set this up. And like, but, but before I talk about it, I got to bring this point home though. Is oh gosh, when we were doing the project, you were like, oh, you know how hard it is to do the research and, uh, you know, my life and all of these things. I was thinking, I'm literally doing real life research on a real life company that yeah. I'm going to put all the money I, I can manage into one. And if this goes down bad, I'm like losing my life. But why while... was it a different time back then though? Like I understand now what you're saying. But while all this was happening, I was, I wasn't mentioning this to anybody. Like I was, I mentioned like this, like I said, people knew I was, trying to do that but then i didn't mention the stress the uncertainty uh, any of this to anybody i was still doing the research for the school project and you know and all of these and then you were like complaining to me how difficult it is to do a project on an <laughs> artificial thing that you wouldn't lose any money on i was just like this is but anyways let's go back to hardcore, yeah you was hardcore judged me back then yeah. I was in a different time, like I said, in my life. And let's not talk about that. That's for probably another podcast, but, oh, but another but, episode, sorry. But 
Yeah, but that like I don't mean to. You know, my, my point of bringing that up is both yeah. for you and for the listener, is that just keep in mind, however excuse you want to make in your head, know that someone else who is way, having a way bigger excuse, ha- going through a way harder time, but still managed to achieve what you're trying to achieve. So you don't have any excuses and your potential is bigger than you think. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, well, you hit it home there with that one because now I just feel terrible. Like literally, Lee was not <laughs> shut up about Tesla every single day. What? He was obsessed and is still obsessed now, but not as crazy as before. So, so okay, so you purchased back then. Like, was this a big purchase? What is a small purchase? Like, you did it through an app, through the bank? Like, what was going on through your head? Because so much, so many things were going on at the same time. Yeah. And also, I don't know if you knew, but during the time I was buying Tesla, was in the, the maybe one of the darkest time in Tesla history. Oh, okay. So, both the company was having trouble and stock was beaten down. So every every time I bought it went down more. Every time I bought it went down more. So I like I was very uh, I had a, a lot of doubt too because I didn't know stock like like I said earlier. Yeah, I was always the one just like everybody else. I was like, this is for the professional. I'm not capable of understanding this you know why am i doing this like how do i know like why do why would i think that i'm smarter than you know wall street people and be able to make money when they couldn't when everybody was saying tesla is a horrible company they're going to go bankrupt and stock price proves that every time they say this it goes down that's why I'm so curious. What makes you think, like, who are you type of guy to go over the financial advisors? Literally, people go to school for this stuff. And that's why you invest your money into, you know, working with someone. But you did it on your own. And at such a, such a rough time, like, how do you have the, the heart for that? Like, even now, <clears throat> like, and you, and you went through the stock split too, didn't you? yeah how is that okay like walk me through the whole <laughs> thing this is a this is a whole like emotional roller coaster even just me listening to this and like learning now like we've been together for a few years now but I didn't know to this extent like how like what you've gone through yeah so yeah like I said I, I learned about Tessa oh actually it's a f- some interesting uh, story and I guess not stories, but then some interesting things or during school time, Tesla was actually uh, like, a, like no, like not many people were optimistic about the company, but it was an in- interest point mm. by a lot of professors. So a lot of professors actually talk about Tesla in class and they argue against them. Yeah. And they all say, says, basically the same thing to me. They're like, no, Tesla is making a mistake. They shouldn't be doing this. They're going to go bankrupt. Even in class, like it was pretty interesting that that was happening too. But Yeah, I even remember one professor went up to you and started asking you about 
electric cars and what he thinks about it because he was trying to make a purchase for his daughter. Yeah. And he still, he was just like, ah, oh, no, like, I know you think of this and all of that, but really it's not the best thing right now. Um, it's more cost effective to go with this, you know, brand and all this stuff. Like electric cars are not something new. They've been out for quite a bit. It's just, it didn't hit, you know, it didn't hit like the market. Yeah, I had other professor telling me that Toyota is going to do better electric cars and Ford and yeah, Ford yeah, was a big I, one. I've heard it all. <laughs> I've heard it all. So also what do you another think now then. Huh? Knowing, you know, what what Tesla has gone through and what they've overcome in the last few years. You know, actually a crazy thing about that is I I hear this as a common theme throughout Tesla investors is negativity actually increase our confidence, which most people can't handle. What I learned throughout the years over time is that stock, like winning in stock or making money in stock, the main factor is not uh, like intellect, is not mathematics and it's not none of that it's not being professional it's not going to school the biggest factor in making money in stocks is being able to control your emotions yeah so which is like how did you even do that like your temperament is like i wouldn't know what you're going through regardless what situation you're put in yeah, but let me go back to the point, though. Is <laughs> I just want to know everything. Like, tell me everything. Not in one episode. <laughs> Otherwise, how are we going to monetize? <laughs> oh, not just that. It's probably going to be a four-hour conversation. Yeah, so um, for... I'm affected by negativity, too. But the negativity influence is way smaller than the confidence it helped me to increase because when you know something that other people don't and when they make an argument on why Tesla is going to go bankrupt you can clearly hear what they're ignorant about it increases your confidence that you actually know something other people don't when when they make an argument if they make an argument showing all the information you know and then they're like it did if you know what i know then this is gonna lead to a bad outcome then it will destroy my confidence but every time when they argue that tesla is gonna go bankrupt they use the same reasoning that doesn't that never made sense to me and i know that i knew more information than them every time that like first maybe three sentences they say, I already knew I knew more information than them. Otherwise, I wouldn't say this. So that actually gave me doubt because it's credited people keep telling me this. But it increased my confidence a lot more than the doubt it gave me because all of their arguments sounded the same and all of their argument came from a place of ignorance. Mm -hmm. And also in stocks too, is that the more people doubt something, and then when you're proven to be right, the payoff is bigger. So right. that makes it more of an attractive investment because 
their risk is not changing. Your opinion is not changing Tesla's outcome. Whether you think they're negative or positive, it doesn't change whether they're gonna do well or not. So with the same risk, same outcome, the more people doubt it, the bigger the payoff is gonna be if they succeed. So the disproportionately, it makes it less risky, if that makes so, sense. Yeah, I understand. Mm -hmm. uh, but what makes, how did you have access to different information than everyone does? Because everyone essentially has the same information that you do. That's how, that's how um, anything is. Now I understand. Before I thought whoever has more information surely is going to um, be more successful in any field. But now yeah. I understand. It's not about the information, it's about the interpretation. A very obvious example is COVID. I, I don't know if I should say that word because I heard people get demonetized for it. But, mm. but yeah, <laughs> but basically like the disease from 2020 and the disease is here and the, the data is out there. Like you see the health officials out there updating it every day. Everybody's getting the same data but everybody's seeing a different disease. Some people think it's the end of the world. Some other people think it's nothing. Some people in the middle thinking it's, it's dangerous, but only to old people, you know, like how, how can so many people think so many ways about the same disease when all the data are public? And that's just you know, interpretation of the data is more important than the data itself. So how did you learn to interpret then other than school because school can only give you so much like you said you did your own personal research you like you just used all of your time for this then um, or like what gave you an edge compared to everyone else who is in the same position as you what gave me an edge yeah like what made you so different like there's a ton of people who don't know anything about stocks. There's a ton of people who have all the time in the world to research about stocks. You know, like there's all the people who are risk adverse to anything. Wait, risk adverse? Risk adverse is like- You don't want to take a risk as a risk adverse. The other way around. Yeah. Like people, people would much rather take the risk and are willing to take the risk. Like. Oh, also, like, I, I want to mention that in stocks, too, is not, um, it's not a competition. So as an example, if you miss Tesla, it's not, it doesn't make you a worse investor. Actually, in some ways, it, it makes you a better investor if you didn't understand Tesla well. Yeah. Like, it makes you a worse investor if you miss an opportunity that you can understand. So while I made some money from Tesla, during the same time, their medical, uh, uh, what do you call it? Medical personnel who made money in Moderna and Pfizer. And there are entertainers who made money from Netflix. It's not a competition where like, oh, Netflix people didn't make as much as Moderna. Moderna didn't make as much. It's irrelevant. It's specific to you. So if you are a medical professional 
And then you see Moderna doing the technology they're doing, and it's very clear to you, they're going to do well, they're going to make money, and you don't invest, then it's a mistake. Mm. But, but it's not a mistake just because you didn't invest in Tesla or Apple or whatever. Because like looking back, everything is pretty clear. Like You will be able to tell that Apple was going to succeed 10 years ago. It's, it's pretty clear, like looking back, you know? The, the only thing is like during the time if you it feels uncertain it feels you're not sure and um, and I think and also like a lot of people are just never mm, like stock was never an option to them so they never even look into it yeah, well, yeah that's so what I said. like just people they know about it but they think that it's not in their their field, like they don't know how to do it, or there are people who are experts in that and they're not an expert. And yeah. so that's why I keep asking, like you still haven't answered the question. Oops. Like, how did you interpret this information? And like, oh, that's, what that's, made you just make the leap? Yeah, that's kind of two part separate issues. But to address the first part is, I think, why like other people are not getting in stocks is lack of information. A lot of people who made money in stocks complain about this. Like, we don't know why high schools don't teach this. And, you know, not only just stocks, but also like how to file for taxes. Did you know that you can file taxes yourself? You don't have to hire anybody. Well, luckily I stayed at the high school that I went to. I did learn how to do it. Yeah, that's cool. Flip the booklet, get this number in this box, mm -mm. you know, the same number in this box and all that stuff. And we did do like stock simulations, which was really cool. And that's how I got it's like called money management or something like that. Yeah, I, th I think it, there's like a lack of information and a lot of misconceptions about stocks. That's why most people are not getting into it. Mm. Um. Like they understand, like, for example, if you are a surgeon or a doctor, you understand that if you, the hospital offer you a piece of, piece of uh, ownership of the hospital, you would own it. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't you? And, mm -hmm. um, but then they would never own Pfizer or Moderna, which is a pharmaceutical company they could understand. And, you know, but that's like, I think lack of information and misconceptions and then me, and also like just shout out to YouTube. This is why I'm not YouTube today is I learned most of the knowledge from YouTube and other YouTubers. That's why I'm very uh, appreciative of YouTube and I'm trying to give back. Like in some ways I'm trying to create something for myself, but at the same time, it's my way of giving back to YouTube, giving like presenting this information I have on YouTube for free. Anybody can see it. And it's, it's my way of giving back, essentially. Yeah. Okay, so well, since we're on the YouTube thing, then who are like the top five investment, you know, YouTube people that you would recommend like to someone who is trying to learn or who could get their foot in the door or just even get used to the lingo? Um, this is difficult. 
I guess you don't even have to rank them, but just like who who would you give a recommendation to? Well, I don't like like I said, it's like investing is very specific. Like for example, I watch a lot of Tesla specific channels that other people might not be interested in, or like they they wouldn't be able to understand or whatever. And then vice versa, the things they're interested in, I wouldn't be able to understand, but they would be able to make a lot of money with. So I, I think number one advice I could give is for people to focus on learning the principles behind investing rather than asking people which stock is good to buy. Is it too late? Is it too early? Is it forget basically forget about everything the news tell you they're mostly wrong and they they want to get your attention they monetize your attention so the number one thing i would say is focus on learning the principles and be learning from people who's made money over a very long period of time so including me i don't think i'm qualified to give a lesson or advice all i can do is trying to rephrase the things I've learned from older investors who've been making money for a long time. Because in the investment world, you can make money over one year, two years. That's not like, it can happen out of luck, but nobody's made money over 50 years from luck. Hmm. If you, that's the, one of the crazy things about Warren Buffett, there's two things. That make Warren Buffett special out of all the investors in the world is A, he can make money on a big scale, which is very difficult. And B, he's made money over like 80 years. Yeah. That's the crazy part. And if somebody can make money over two years, if you invest in Bitcoin two years ago and you made money, you invest Tesla two years ago, you made money, you might be a good person to catch a trend and or there's some luck involved or whatever. But if you can make consistent money over 80 years, there's, there's no way that it's luck. This has to be the principles uh, based, like what, how do you phrase it? Like it has to be the principles behind your investment strategy that's driving the investment that's, mm -hmm. that's uh, made you money. So. Um, find the, those people, you know, obvious ones are Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, Peter Lynch, and then focus, don't focus on the stocks they bought, whichever one, it, it doesn't matter. Like all these, oh, the top 10 stock to buy this month, all those shit, bullshit. Don't listen to any of that. Focus on the principles behind their investment strategies and make your, like, it's, it's got to be specific to you. Like some people, uh, like some people who like to go to Disneyland might buy Disney stock and make money. I've never been to Disneyland. I might not never be capable of buying them. I never, I will never be able to understand what they do. I, I, I would, I don't understand the magic behind Disney. Where maybe a ten-year-old kid will be more capable than me to understand Disney stock. You know so. So talking about luck, though, mm -hmm. like, do you think that your investments are luck? 
because you've been doing this for how long now? Have you been consistent? Have you been like, what are your returns like? Because now you have more than just Tesla. Like, how do you feel about that? And, or if someone to say like, oh, that was a fluke. You just, you know, you went in at a good time. Like now we're just going to see what other stocks that you buy and what returns you get. Like, there's no way that you can just, you know, top a financial advisor. This is what they do for life. You know, like, how would you respond to that? Well, that's two separate questions. So I will answer the second one first, which is how, how can you top a financial, financial advisor? There's like plenty of evidence for this, but it's, it's not hard to top a financial advisor. I can pretty confident in giving all of you guys one tip, one stock tip that can help you to make more than financial advisor. Okay. And that tip is go buy S&P 500 and never sell it. <laughs> Most like I would say 90 to 95%, you can you, you guys can look this up. This is public data. 90 to 95% of financial advisors underperform the S&P 500, which anybody can buy anytime mm. at, at any price. If you just buy it, you know, say with you never sell it, you outperform all of them. Not all of them, uh, most of them. Okay. So first thing you need to get out of your head is, Financial advisors are better than everyone else. That's not true. Just like how I made more money than them or made my more money than you in Tesla stock doesn't make me better than you. It doesn't make me better than a 10-year-old who can understand Disney stocks better. Like it, okay. it's, it's very specific on what you know, what you can understand and all of these things. But going back to the first question, which was what? which was like, you've got your stocks right now. Oh, oh. If there was a financial advisor, they'd say that's a fluke. You know, there's yeah. no way, like you're nobody. There's no way that, you know, yeah. that you and, can top anybody. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And that's why I'm, I'm, I've never made a course or a YouTube channel to teach everybody else how to pick stocks. Mm. And how every when Tesla stock go up and people say, oh, you're such a good, uh, you know, you're so good at stocks and this and that. What I'm thinking is like two things. A is I'm more happy to own a piece of Tesla, the company, rather than the stock jumping up and down. Because if I don't sell it today, the price for me is irrelevant. The price of the stock today is irrelevant to me. And B is I would, I would wait for 10 to 15 years, then looking back and then assess whether I was good at picking stocks or not, rather than today is not is inconclusive. Hmm. Yeah, it's and and another thing is this goes back to the oh put your all your eggs in one basket thing yeah it's every not not every single but almost every single ultra rich person i've heard from say put all of your eggs in one basket like they said that to you hmm? 
They've said, put all your eggs in one basket. Not specific to me, but I'm saying like Andrew Carnegie, Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, Elon Musk, all of them not only say, but did. Okay, that's what you mean. Right? Like Warren Buffett said, effectively, all I own is one stock. It's Berkshire Hathaway stock. Yeah. You don't need many stocks. And I, I forgot that this was Warren Buffett or Charlie Munger, but one of them said, all you need is to pick one right stock in your life to be rich and three stocks, three right stocks to be filthy rich. Mm. So is a misconception about stocks is that if you if you understand stock, you know stock stocks well, then you gotta pick like 10 right stocks every month. That's not how it, how it is. If you look back on uh, Warren Buffett's even performance, the things or SP 500, anything, anybody, the top, the top probably five to 10 stocks drove most of the performance. Right. And when you spread out your eggs into different baskets, you're actually increasing your risk. Because if you understand one basket better than any other, why would you, just for the diversification's sake, put your egg into an uncertain basket just to diversify? Andrew Carnegie's quote was, uh, put all of your eggs in one basket and then watch that basket. Mm -hmm. So basically like, instead of putting your, your, your money into 20 different stocks that you don't have time to follow, put all of them into the one thing that you understand the most, the, the one thing that you, you understand better than anybody else, which is why I don't want to tell other people like, you know, everybody should buy Tesla stock. No, like you understand you know, maybe bags, clothing, you, you understand Lululemon, Starbucks better than me. There's a kid that understands Disney better than me. There's, you know, and then you should invest in the things you understand well. So it's very specific to the person. So my connection went down um, and we're up now, but I think that's about it for this episode. I learned a lot and I hope our listeners learned a lot too. Do you have any last words? No. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Until the next time we talk about these investment things again. I found it really interesting. Um, anyways, what do we say at the end of the episode? Don't be normal. <laughs> be yourself. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>